Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. Next, we have a Messianic chapter. It has references to the Messiah, and it has references to the Kingdom Age, or the Messianic Kingdom. Listen now to Isaiah 32. See, a king will reign in righteousness, and rulers will rule with justice. Each one will be like a shelter from the wind and a refuge from the storm, like streams of water in the desert and the shadow of a great rock in a thirsty land. Then the eyes of those who see will no longer be closed, and the ears of those who hear will listen. The fearful heart will know and understand, and the stammering tongue will be fluent and clear. No longer will the fool be called noble, nor the scoundrel be highly respected. For fools speak folly, their hearts are bent on evil. They practice ungodliness and spread error concerning the Lord. The hungry they leave empty, and from the thirsty they withhold water. Scoundrels use wicked methods. They make up evil schemes to destroy the poor with lies, even when the plea of the needy is just. But the noble make noble plans, and by noble deeds they stand. You women who are so complacent, rise up and listen to me. You daughters who feel secure, hear what I have to say. In little more than a year, you who feel secure will tremble. The grape harvest will fall, and the harvest of fruit will not come. Tremble, you complacent women. Shudder, you daughters who feel secure. Strip off your fine clothes and wrap yourselves in rags. Beat your breasts for the pleasant fields, for the fruitful vines, and for the land of my people, a land overgrown with thorns and briars. Yes, mourn for all the houses of merriment, for this city of revelry. The fortress will be abandoned, the noisy city deserted. Citadel and watchtower will become a wasteland forever, the delight of donkeys a pasture for flocks, until the Spirit is poured out on us from on high, and the desert becomes a fertile field, and the fertile field seems like a forest. The Lord's justice will dwell in the, in the desert. His righteousness live in the fertile field. The fruit of that righteousness will be peace. Its effect will be quietness and confidence forever. My people will live in peaceful dwelling places, in secure homes, in undisturbed places of rest. Though hail flattens the forest and the city is leveled completely, how blessed you will be, sowing your seed by every stream and letting your cattle and donkeys range free. So the first reference that tends to um, uh, lead us in the direction of Messiah is these words, a king will reign in righteousness. Now, it probably directly refers to Hezekiah in the context in which it was written, but it alludes to the Messiah. And how do we know that? Because of uh, the other words that will follow this. But that first verse, a king will reign in righteousness and rulers will rule with justice. These rulers are in view. These are people under the king 
that have been influenced by the king and they're, as the chapter unfolds, they're righteous people. And each of these additional rulers will be like a shelter from the wind and a refuge from the storm, like streams of water in the desert and the shadow of a great rock in a thirsty land. So these, um, uh, these rulers are compared to rocks. Remember, Jesus is the rock, but we are little rocks compared to rocks that will provide shelter for the Lord's people. And so those who are in Christ will rule and reign with Christ. That's what I believe to be in view here prophetically. The first um, original recipients probably received the words about Hezekiah, but I see the Messiah written in these words. And then it alludes to a time that um, uh, seems to be the promise from God to lift uh, the curse of Isaiah 6. Let me read the verses and then I'll explain. Then the eyes of those who see will no longer be closed and the ears of those who hear will listen. So in that season of time when this righteous king reigns or when the king reigns in righteousness, you may recall, friends, from Isaiah chapter 6, that the Lord said, who will go for us? And Isaiah said, here I am, Lord, send me. And then the Lord gave him this prophetic uh, mandate that I believe to be still in effect to some degree to our very day in which we live now. But this is the word of the Lord, Isaiah 6, 9, go and tell this people be ever hearing, but never understanding, be ever seeing, but never perceiving. Now, the verse that we just read from chapter 32 says, then the eyes of those who see will no longer be closed and the ears of those who hear will listen. So the word in Isaiah 6 was prophesy over the people, be hearing and not understanding, be seeing, but not perceiving. And then Isaiah 32 says, at that time, the eyes will be able to see and the ears will be able to perceive. Now, what's going on here? Well, Jesus alluded to that prophetic condition of the people of Israel in his day as the reason why they could not perceive he was the Messiah. So since the righteous king who is in view here prophetically alludes to the Messiah, during the time of the second coming of the Messiah, the curse will be lifted. And uh, the, the previous people who could not hear, that being the Jewish people, will be able to hear that he's the Messiah. The previous uh, people who had been under the prophetic mandate from Isaiah 6 have never been able to see or perceive, will be able to see. So they'll be able to see and to hear. Next, the foolish person is contrasted with a noble person. It says, um, no longer will the fool be called noble, nor the scoundrel highly respected. I believe this is during the Messianic period. It goes on to say scoundrels use wicked methods, but uh, the noble make noble plans, and by noble deeds they stand. So in the Messianic era, in the Messianic kingdom, there won't be any scoundrels. There will only be noble people who are rulers along with the Lord with justice. Israel will be under judgment for a time. This is uh, verse 9 through 13. In verse 14, the city will be abandoned. Uh, the city will be deserted. The property around Jerusalem will be a wasteland. But, in verse 15, until the Spirit of the Lord is poured out on us. So this speaks of a great outpouring of God's Holy Spirit that will come in the time of the restoration of Jerusalem, the restoration of Israel. 
In verse 16 to the end, the Messianic kingdom is in view. Listen to these words. The Lord's justice will dwell in the desert. His righteousness will live in the fertile field. The fruit of that righteousness will be peace. Its effect will be quietness and confidence forever. My people will live in peaceful dwelling places, in secure homes, in undisturbed places of rest. Though hail flattens the forest and the city is level completely, how blessed you will be, sowing your seed by every stream and letting your cattle and your donkeys range free. So this looks forward to a time uh, when the king who will reign in righteousness is on the earth. Uh, Sub-rulers under him will be shelters for the people. They will bring true justice. They'll not be scoundrels. They'll be noble-hearted people because they're like their master. And so um, a city is in view here that will be desolate for a season. We believe that alludes to Jerusalem. But ultimately, there will be restoration. And in that season of restoration, there'll be an outpouring of God's Holy Spirit that will usher in the Messianic kingdom age. And so, Lord, we pray that we would see the righteous king reign on the earth. Lord, we pray for the coming of Israel's Messiah the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray that the eyes that have been previously uh, dulled and blinded would be able to perceive that Jesus is Israel's Messiah. We pray that the ears of the Jews who had been closed to the words of Jesus would be opened and they would be able to hear what it is and understand who he is. God, let this be the time. We pray, Lord, that Israel would not be under your judgment, but they would be blessed We pray that they would come into the fullness of the outpouring of your Holy Spirit that changes everything. Lord, use us in our generation and write your words on each of our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.